Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! It's not completely unbelievable to think that Mike Babcock would think about that Huskies job. How about that? I don't think it was completely ludicrous that Babcock's name would come up. So I texted some people close to Babcock and very quickly got a, no way. And then people were laughing at me. I'm okay with being laughed at. I'm okay with going out on a limb. Believe me, I made a career out of it. But in this case, I don't think I necessarily deserve to be because it's not inconceivable. This is the Rod <laughs> Peterson Show. <laughs> How about that? Wow. Nice, things, ar- nice archive find there, guys. How things change in a couple of months. Clark, eh? Jordan, and Ryan. Bravo, guys. Yeah. Welcome to the RP Show on a brand new week of your favorite sports talk show. Canada's daytime sports talk show is on the air, and I feel like I could spend two full hours on Mike Babcock, the new head coach of the U of S Huskies, whom, by the way, we spoke with this morning and will be on this show very soon. But... I'm Rod, he's Moose, the gang's together, and we're coming to you from the bunker here in Western Canada. I'll get to all your well wishes and mornings in a a moment. I'll tell you coming up on the program today, new NASCAR driver Amber Belkin will be with us out of North Carolina, friend of the show, fiancé of Rough Riders defensive end Jordan Reeves. Lots to get to with Amber, but we'll be talking all about her from Sirius XF, uh, Sirius XM, NFL Radio, Zig Fricasse will be with us. And Nathan Struby, the head coach of the under-13 Rebels hockey team. They are our local entry in the Chevy Good Deeds Cup. And uh, we're going to tell you why you need to vote for them. Are you ready to go, dude? Oh, yeah. More than ready. Uh, can we get the quick six show topics, please, Jordan? <laughs> Thanks. And just before I do that, I, I, I do like to inject a little bit of personal talk before we get to that. I went to the gym for the first time this morning in a very long time. I saw. Because as you know, I built a home gym. But I wanted a little different workout. And so at Evolution Fitness, I've missed them. You know, they were calling me saying, where you been, Rod? Like, we've got a decades-long relationship. And I get to the door, 6 a.m. You saw I put the timestamp on there. Oh, yeah. 
masks mandatory. I'm like, don't. How many times has that happened to you? That you got to the door of somewhere and you forgot it? Yeah. At least they didn't see me standing there maskless and look at me like I'm a serial killer, like at the grocery store or something. If you go in there, you know, because you forgot. Right. But anyways, I will go back to my car like... Thank God I had one. I always hang one on my signal light, but I always forget to take it in. Yeah, I know. So anyways, here's the thing. We're very lucky here in the rectangle that we can have gyms open because in most provinces across this country, they're not. But then you got to work out with your mask on. And I just want to say for all the athletes and the people, not even people that are affiliated with sports, but anybody who has to work with a mask on, kudos to you and bravo. Because my Pat's mask is flannel. (laughs) <laughs> You've seen it, right? Yes. So I'm like, <gasps> I'm not coming back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to go every second day maybe to Evolution Fitness. We've got to get you a lighter mask. Yes. Maybe take one of the box of medical masks just I for actually, the workout. I have one. My, my NASCAR mask is oh. much lighter and you yeah, have one the of the checkered flag. I bought one, yeah. you one. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. So, anyways, back in the gym today. Barely lived to talk about it. Anyways, the, hit the horn again, please, Jordan. The quick six show topics. Thank you. Here are the show topics. We'll come back at number one. Mike Babcock to the University of Saskatchewan. You heard the show intro. I called it in December. So we'll come back on that. Number two, weekend NHL leftovers. We've got a ton of them. The number one thing that comes to mind to me is that Lake Tahoe, uh, Tahoe, not Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe was a miss for the NHL. I'm sorry, because of the ice and the lighting. Uh, Our outdoor game was far better. It was. Point three, Scotty's talk. Call me crazy. Is this the biggest field of all time in a Scotties? Because I don't ever remember our skip, any skip, getting a day off. Right. You're always playing at least once, at aren't you? At least once. That's what I thought. Yeah. Anyways, change is fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, point four, week two in fan-controlled football. What I've realized, because people are asking me, what's this fan-controlled football? Rob, would you explain it to me? What would you say? It's Arena Football League meets WWE. Boom. That's what it is. Yeah. It's all you need to know. So if that sounds like something you'd be into, check it out. Point five, I should have probably gone CFL with this, but there's not a whole lot going on in the CFL, so I went with the Raptors. They are on fire. Again, without Kyle Lowry, they won. They've won 16 straight without Kyle Lowry. Still haven't quite figured that one out. I know, right? And point six, the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Shout out to our Alberta viewers uh, that they're going back to play. Yeah, they're only playing each other in three team bubbles. You were kind of on Friday thinking that wasn't a cool thing. I'm like, so what? They're playing. Right. Let's go. So I, I bravo to the Alberta Junior Hockey League, and I hope the rest of the provinces follow suit. Anyways, this is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NHL and UFC. So Mike Babcock hired by the University of Saskatchewan. Darren Dreger broke the story early Saturday afternoon, and I've written a Thousands of words about it since. So my thoughts are out there, not hard to find at rodpeterson.com. But I'll say this one more time if you didn't read that. I can't believe the backlash that there's been with the Babcock being hired by the U of S Huskies. Um, He's from here. He went to school there. He's already coached university hockey. I was saying it's a GPAC, Canada West. What are they calling it now? Coach with Lethbridge Pronghorns. Red Deer College Kings, as somebody pointed out to me, that that was his first post-secondary job. And as we said in the show open and back on December 8th, this is not entirely out of the realm of how you couldn't understand that this might happen. 
Why is everybody so shocked that he's going to the U of S, Darren? Help I know. Me. I know. I, I just think they consider this a big step backwards and that, you know, Mike Babcock, his phone's not ringing for the NHL, so he's going back to university sports because that's all he can get and his career is over. That's the public perception, but that's so far from the truth, right? Yeah, his phone might not be ringing as much or he might not be getting picked for the jobs because we're still in the aftermath of the coaches' movement that we saw throughout the NHL and he was one of them, but... You know what? It's the Mike Babcock image PR tour. You know, that's a big part of it, too. I think that's part of it. It's a great move. You know, he's coming back. He's volunteering his time for two years, as Drager said, likely only to coach one. He's going to help get the program stabilized and groom the next coach. He's going to hire an assistant to groom as the next head coach. I think it looks really good on him. It shows that he's not coming back here for 20, 30 years. The plan is to come back, help them out while I'm waiting, and, you know, another opportunity will be there in the NHL and, and show that, you know, he's evolved and he's, and he's grown as a man and as a coach. And I think that's a good thing. Well, there's a lot of people out there that don't know anything. Okay. But what's, but what surprised me was the people in hockey that thought he was done. Like when the Capitals fired Todd Reardon last year was within days that Mike Babcock was being talked about going to Washington and none of us would have been surprised. Right. But now people were thinking when he got fired by the Leafs, he's done. And you know what? Financially, he could have been done. He didn't need to coach anymore. He really was a Leafs own 15 million still, I think. At Honestly, least. think about that for one second. Mike Babcock doesn't need to coach. But it reminds me of, I don't want to say whom, but there was a CFL coach who didn't need to coach either. But he was fired in his last job. And he didn't want his career to end that way. So he came back to coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So coaches want to coach. I got a ton of respect for the people inside the building over at the University of Saskatchewan. I've known them for a long time, the people in that organization, in that university. I have a ton of respect for people over there. It's a first-class university. And I just trust that they've done their homework. You know, it's not like they sat down in a 10-minute conversation and Mike Babcock hypnotized everybody and, you know, pulled the wool over their eyes, right? They've done their homework on this, too. And... So if they think that he's, you know, okay and he's man enough and he's grown enough to put, them, put him in charge of their hockey team and these young men, then who am I to think that that's a bad move? You know, I'm with them on it. I, I think that, you know, if they believe it's a good move, then I, I trust that and we'll see what happens. The Daily Capital Automall Universal Collision Center poll question is, what are your thoughts on the Babcock hiring? Good move or bad move? And close to 80% of respondents the last I saw on Twitter was good move. What are they saying on Facebook? 90%. 90% say good move. But here's the other interesting thing, by the way. I know this seems like a hyper Saskatchewan story, but it's not. It's Mike Babcock, who's coached Canada to two gold medals at the Olympics, coached the Leafs, coached the Detroit Red Wings, won Stanley Cups there, Anaheim Ducks. It's a national story, obviously. Um, but I'm getting word from Saskatoon that Saskatoon has split on this. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that? Yeah. And that... I've seen that it on social media. That surprises me a little bit. It does. It does. You know, but it's, there is no middle, right? You're either right wing or you're left wing. So you're either, you know, in favor of this or you're not in favor of it. And that's the unfortunate part is there is no 
well, let's so let's be okay and let's see how this works out. Let's trust the people in power that make these decisions that think it's okay to bring him in to coach the team. You know, there is none of that. It's either you have to love this or you have to hate it. And, and I just don't think that's the right approach to take. We got all week to talk about this. And as I said, Mike Babcock's going to be coming on the show uh, within a couple of days' time. I will say this, too. Man, we're spending a lot of time on point one, and that's fine. I honestly couldn't wait to get on the air day to, today to talk about this stuff. Just like I couldn't wait to tune in Hockey Night in Canada Saturday night to see what the panel's saying about it. And they didn't even address it in the pregame show. They didn't address it in the first intermission. So I just thought, they're clearly ignoring this. I went on to watch fan-controlled football for a while on Twitch. When I came back, they still weren't talking about Mike Babcock. So I shot a note to some people at Sportsnet, and I said, why are they not talking about Babcock on Hockey Night in Canada? Well, the guy that I talked to said, I haven't watched it either, but are you sure they've ignored it? I put that in my Sunday column, and people have said, no, they talked about it in the headline segment in the second intermission of the first game. That's it? I would think that Mike Babcock, one of the biggest names in the game, let's put it this way, 20 years on Hockey Night in Canada ago, if John Shannon was still running it, it would have been all Babcock all night. The games would have been secondary, and they probably would have had Babcock on. So I'm just saying I was a little disappointed in you would think that in the biggest news of the year so far in the NHL, they would be talking to Mike Babcock on Hockey Night in Canada, and they weren't. And, yeah, a lot of people were saying to me, well, they did mention it. They mentioned it in the headline segment. That's nothing. But it's not, it's not the Hockey Night in Canada that we grew up with. No, it's, no, you're right. It's definitely not. This would be the story that trumps everything um, because Hockey Night in Canada, the, the show is always about, you know, what are people talking about? Not are we hitting all the points, right? It's not about, you know, getting, you know, I don't know. It's, it's about what, what, what's top of mind, right? And, and Babcock was the news of the day and usually would have talked about it. Although Ron McLean did have a nice um, little piece on it and had really good things to say about Dave Adolph in the That's what I heard segment. he did, yeah. So that was really good to hear. I really loved hearing that. Uh, um, and hopefully this will, this will put you sports hockey on the map because it's a great product. You know, it's a really great product outside of the NHL. It's the best hockey in the country. It really is. I will uh, welcome your comments. There's a ton of them coming in today. Okay. So a few people here. Chris Bird in Toronto. John at Edmonton saying similar things. Does Hockey Night in Canada take an interest in university hockey? It's Mike Babcock. Pull your head out of your ass. Why are you being a thorn in my side? It's Mike Babcock. Okay, the biggest name in coaching in the National Hockey League for the last 20 years. You don't understand that him taking a university coaching job, this is like an NF, this is like Nick Saban going to Alabama from the Miami Dolphins, okay? Even though the the Alabama job pays more. Like are you guys that obtuse? That you can't see this is a huge story in hockey? Or do you just have a problem with Mike Babcock? Now, I kind of sat back on Sunday and thought, is it because I'm a Saskatchewan guy and a Babcock Babcock supporter that I'm getting so defensive about this? I would like some analysis of Mike Babcock, the former coach of the Leafs, that was the biggest news of last season, being hired to coach the U of S Huskies. And maybe, you know what? Hockey Night in Canada should spend more time on university hockey. But why do people think it's such a gargantuan leap from U Sports Hockey to the National Hockey League? Because guys go back and forth from U Sports to the Canadian Football League all the time. 
Guys go from U Sports to the National Football League. Ask David on Yamada. Ask Dakota Shepley. Like, is this how clueless people are? Yeah. Or am I or am I out to lunch today? Because no. I don't feel like I am. No, it's it's a big hockey story. I mean, because he's going to university hockey doesn't make this not an NHL story. Right? Oh my god. It's one of the it's one of the biggest NHL stories to come out of the weekend, if not the biggest NHL story to come out of the weekend. So uh, it's huge. I mean, Babcock on the NBC panel was one thing, but this is him getting back into coaching and making a move, and we're always interested in where he's going. Always interested. It's a hockey story. It's called Hockey Night in Canada. It's not called NHL Night in Canada. What the hell's wrong with you people? Stephen in North Dakota is watching and says, what caliber is the coffee today? (laughs) Todd Pinkney says, Rod, put the Red Bull down. No, I know, but I'm tired of idiocy. I'm tired of ignorance. You started this when you said people think it's a major step back. But it's not if you love the game. I put it in my column Sunday. Why did Kavis Reed go back and coach the Edmonton Huskies Jr. be defensive coordinator there? Why did he do that? Why is Scott Flory coaching the U of S Huskies when he's a Canadian Football Hall of Famer and could be coaching the Alouettes? Why did I go back and do SJHL hockey in under 18 after 20 years in the CFL? Because we love doing the job. Because we love the people. Because we love the game. Why is Mike Babcock doing this? Because he loves the game. And I think there's a bit... My brother said the same thing you are, that it's a bit of a a redemption tour and it's a rebrand of Babs. But I believe that he will be back on an NHL bench. Do you not? I do, too. I do. Absolutely. I mean, you don't think the Buffalo Sabres, if Ralph Kruger doesn't work out, I mean, if they continue to not play well, that they wouldn't take a shot on Mike Babcock to turn the the organization around? You don't think the, the Arizona Coyotes... Would take a shot, not saying he would go to these places. There are always teams that will look for um, coaches and be able to work with the past if, it, if, it, if in their minds it might lead to success in the future. <laughs> always. Jeremy Johnson says, Rod is 100% true, I might add. From Jason and Red Deer, the definition of obtuse. Annoyingly insensitive or slow to understand. He wondered if the doctor was being deliberately obtuse. You people! are being annoyingly insensitive and slow to understand why Mike Babcock would take a job at the University of Saskatchewan, which I called in December. And what did I say? I could talk about this for two hours, but I'm not going to because Amber Belkin's coming up and we do have two hours to unpack all of this today. Say buckle up. We're 16 minutes in Monday. So... Fill up your coffee and you might learn something today, you people that don't understand why Babcock would go to the U of S. We'll be back. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. 
We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. <sighs> don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming and... Your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also <laughs> comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So I used to get those nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> nick yourself. Yes. And your bleeding doesn't happen. Because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know? When you, when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti shaving cream, you leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Dupes, we may need you in the bunker, or we may not. He took off, but we don't have Amber Belkin, NASCAR driver, just yet. So I'm going to read some of your comments here um, from the viewers. Boy, they just slipped off. They went crazy here. From James, did anyone see the AHL Henderson Silver Knights jerseys? Smoke show. Yes, I did. Where's that sound coming from? Can you close the door? You guys trying to kill me today? My heart's going to blow up. Yeah, they won last night, 3-2 over the Ontario Reign. Yes, I watched it. From Tank Abbott. Oh, good. Rod is back. Didn't get canceled by the leeches that are the cancel culture vultures for saying, you people. Where'd that ding just come from? Oh, every time I say you people. There you go. <laughs> from William May, he says, hey, Rod, you people. Got Don Cherry fired. There's another one. From Mark Zosel. Hell of a start to the week. This is why I watch this show. That's why I couldn't wait to get on the air. To educate people. From Stephen in North Dakota. Was that one of Rod Peterson's original 16 rants for Bronco Plumbing and Heating? Save it in the archives. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm doing well. This is, I'm happy. Uh, life is good. Good. The Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. That's 306-840-8777. Dupes ran out and got it because it was on the charger, and when you turned it on, it was full of a litany of text messages left over from Friday's show. Leftovers. Yeah. And they, I looked at the messages. They're all about the CFL playing with or without fans. Well, we're not talking about that today. We've moved on. Sports update, a busy night in women's curling. Team Canada and Ontario remain the only undefeated teams in Pool A at the Scotties in Calgary. Canada's Kerry Einerson defeated Northern Ontario's Krista Burns 12-4. Ontario's Rachel Holman defeated Alberta's Laura Walker 6-5. Nova Scotia's 
Team Brothers defeated wildcard Team 3. That's Team Peterson, 8-5. And Team Zacharias, the second wildcard entry, upended uh, their opponents 15-3. That was the territories. UConn. Winning at Riviera was always a dream for Max Homa. The Valencia, California product won the PGA's Genesis Invitational on a second playoff with uh, hard luckster Tony Fino. It's quite an ending, eh? Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? I did. My family's all, well, my wife's family's all big golfers, right? So we were watching the end of that. Yeah. Christopher Bell chased down Joey Logano on the winding Daytona road course Sunday for his first career cup victory with NASCAR and a coveted spot in NASCAR's playoffs. Bell won in his second race driving for Joe Gibbs Racing to give the team a pair of surprising victories at Daytona. Ty Gibbs, the 18-year-old grandson of team owner Joe Gibbs, he's the former coach of the Washington Redskins, right? He, he is. Yeah. Won the Xfinity Series race Saturday night in his first career National Series start. Pisces, uh, spice, spicy P and Fred Van Vliet each had 23 points as the Raptors uh, beat the 76ers 110-103. In the American Hockey League Sunday, Providence beat Hartford 5-2. Chicago over Iowa 4-1. Toronto over Stockton 7-1. And those Henderson Silver Knights beat Ontario 3-2. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Visit their website at ballersrecroom.com, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Well, I went through all that, and now we got Amber ready. So Good. You're good? I'm good. Okay. Let's bring her in now. She's got big racing news. Amber Belkin, she's a friend of the show, friend of the family. She's in North Carolina, but she's a Winnipeg gal. How you doing, Amber? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? Very well. So producer Clark was telling me you were on the air doing another interview just prior to this. I mean, you've got some big news. These are exciting times for you, uh, for, uh, you in the racing world. Yeah, actually my sixth interview of the day, and it's uh, noon here, so <laughs> it's it's been busy, but good news, which is awesome. I have a brand new sponsor coming on board, Icon Direct, out of Winkley, Manitoba, my whole province, nice. uh, my home province, so it's it's really amazing. Uh, their RV parts supply company, IconDirect.com, anything you need for RV parts. All right, well, sorry. So we got yeah. a lot to get to. We got a lot to get. I'll say congratulations. So you had new Thank sponsors, you. but you've signed a new contract, I understand, with a division of NASCAR. Tell me something about that. Yeah, so this is actually a brand new NASCAR development series. It's called the BMR Drivers Academy. I'll be racing for Bill McAnally Racing, which is one of the most legendary, uh, well-known, and well-respected NASCAR teams on the West Coast. So I'm in North Carolina now, but I'll actually be moving to California for the season. It's 40 races um, with all over five tracks. We have two road courses at Sonoma and Thunder Hill, and then three oval tracks. All right. Well, so you can explain a little more of that. I'm just going to tell the viewers here. So Amber's been on the program before. She's engaged to Jordan Reeves of the Riders. Have you set a date yet, by the way? Yeah, it was last month. <laughs> you got married. So we Where was yeah, the no, pictures? We didn't, we didn't get married. Oh. Um, we were supposed to get married on January 30th, but because of COVID, unfortunately, we had to reschedule. So now our new date is January 8th of 2022. El- Elvis's birthday. Well, here's hoping that we're back to normal <laughs> by then. And then, of course, Ryan Reeves, who is your soon-to-be brother-in-law. But can I just... You were in that horrible crash. I didn't know whether to contact you or not, but... I'm learning a lot about racing, Amber. So I went back into the pits at Esteban Motor Speedway. And as you know, went up and introduced myself to your dad, Mike, who's a racing legend. And I made the cardinal sin of asking him how much is he paid for his car. Apparently, you don't do that. (laughs) Well, 
I don't know. I guess my dad just doesn't like sharing that information. It, but it really is different everywhere. Every car costs different engine. It, it all depends. Um, you can buy an engine that's worth 10 grand or you can buy an engine that's worth 300 grand. Um, it really all depends your budget and, and what you're racing. So would you please inform me on these little racing intricacies that I don't know? Because I felt like a complete idiot. I walked right into your dad's trailer and I'm like, what'd you pay for this thing? And you can just imagine him because he's your dad. He's like, you don't ever ask a guy what he paid for his car. And I'm like, I had no idea. I'm sorry that that was a thing. I'm sorry. So anyways, that was my brush with Mike Belkin, and I sent you the photo. And anyways, enough about that. I think it was not long after that that you ended up in potentially the worst wreck of your life. I mean, I'm, you've come out of it very well, but talk about what the last year has been like for you that way. Yeah, with COVID, it was really hard to get sponsorship for the NASCAR side of things. So I decided to go back to dirt track racing, a race which called which is called a midget, um, which is an open wheel car on dirt, super lightweight, uh, pretty fast engine. So when they wreck, they wreck hard and viciously. And I've been in a lot of wrecks. I used to race dirt, used to race sprint cars. So I know what it likes. I know what it feels like to flip, but this one was definitely the worst of my career. Um, I ended up in the hospital for three days with a collapsed lung, burns to my arms. They're healed up pretty good now. But um, it was the first time that I ever, that I ever, wasn't sure if I could go back to racing. When I woke up in the ambulance, I thought I was paralyzed. I couldn't feel my arms or my legs. I had no movement, no feeling. They had to inject me with adrenaline. Um, and it, it was definitely scary, but it took me two and a half months to recover. I got back behind the wheel. All the nerves went away and it was all good, but it was, it was definitely scary for a little bit there. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that you are back, but at any point in that recovery process, did you say, this just isn't worth it. Like, I know you come from a race family and you're marrying into a football family. That's its own side of crazy. But did you ever say, yeah, maybe I don't want to do this anymore? Honestly, the night of the crash, um, I think for me, the big thing was not being able to feel my limbs or move my limbs. That really scared me, especially because Jordan and I just got engaged the year previous. And my first thought, I was like, I'm not going to be able to walk down the aisle at my own wedding because my arms and legs don't work anymore. Um, so that night... I, d I actually did say for the first time ever in my life to Jordan and to my parents that I was done racing. I said, you guys don't have to worry about this anymore. I'm done. Um, it's just not worth it. You know, I got too much to live for. And uh, about a day later, I think I was already talking about what what my strategy would be to get my health back and everything back and be ready in the car. So um, it took me like two and a half weeks to be able to lift my arms be able to move or walk for more than like a minute or two so the recovery process was pretty extent but um once i got back in the car the nerves went away i, I felt good i'm i'm addicted to racing so <laughs> for me it was even though i had that momentarily i was also on a lot of pain meds and they were putting all sorts of stuff in me at the hospital but um you know i i had a brief moment of i don't know if i can keep doing this but at the end of the day racing is my life and it's my passion it's my love and i don't know what i would do without it so uh it was only a matter of time before i just kept pushing forward and and figure out how to make it work well what covid uh, gave me is a love for racing because i went out to the track for the first time last summer and i I get it now. It is addictive. Do you like it? I don't want to get in a car, but I love going to the track <laughs> and being around you guys and uh, you people, if you guys want to throw in the And anyways, yeah, so I'm sorry to drag you back. I just kind of want to explain that to our viewers, what you'd been through. So just explain this a little more. So you got a 40, 
race season coming up in the summertime in California. When will that start and what do you need to do to get ready for it? So we start in March. March 26th is our first race, um, 40 races from March until October. Right now, I've just been on my racing simulator. I've been working out twice a day for at least like an hour a day. So I'm about two hours of workouts, looking at race footage, reading books, just kind of doing everything I can to prepare um, interviews, sponsorship stuff, you know, photo shoots, everything to just kind of really amp up the season and, and make it the best of my career. This is the biggest sponsor I've ever received. So I'm really excited to really give my all and give my 100%. I want my goal is to win at least half, a quarter to half of the races and win the championship. I really have expectations going into this season. So um, I'm working hard. I'm very disciplined right now and making sure that happens. Clearly. From our viewers, from the show In Real Time with Costa Marigas, which is one of our affiliate shows here, says amazing story of per- perseverance. Great work, Amber. Keep it up. Jason in Red Deer says, wow, crazy story and good for you for getting back in the mindset and back in the car. Dylan Spicer, that's awesome for Amber. Congrats to the fellow Winnipegger. And I might add that Amber and I share the same business manager, Joe Gunnis, and she does give her very inspirational story. But once she's done racing, she's available for bookings because she's a little busy right now. But would you please do me a favor and tell Jordan that I think you're the toughest member of the family and I can't wait to watch uh, these races. And uh, what else before we let you go, Amber, what else is going on? Um, I'm just really thankful to be back in the car full time. You know, the last few years, it, it, my career has been a struggle. I haven't had that full time sponsorship and I haven't been racing full time. So to de- develop my skills, When I only get to be in a car a few times a year, it's really difficult. So to have 40 races this year, I'm so excited to see what I can accomplish and just keep developing my skills, building on this momentum to just keep, um, you know, setting up for the years ahead of me. And I think this, in a way, I feel like this is kind of my second chance at NASCAR again. So I'm really excited to have a really successful season, build on, on that momentum, hopefully attract even more bigger sponsors so we can keep moving up the ranks of NASCAR. I'm going to sneak a quick one in from Jamie in Halifax. He says, was Danica Patrick an influencer of yours? Yeah, definitely. I mean, she was the only female in the Cup Series, you know, quite a few years ago when I was watching. So to know that there's females that are able to do it, that was definitely an inspiration. And I hope to be that inspiration for other people, not not even just females, but just people who have big dreams or you know, really want to fulfill their potential and see what they're capable of doing in life. You know, I I don't come from a ton of money. My dad said, if you want to race, you have to do this all on your own. So I'm self-made. I had to raise all these sponsorships on my own where most people in the sport come from tons of money. So I want to be that example that, hey, you don't need to have all the tools in the toolbox um, to make something great. You, you just got to learn how to be resourceful and be willing to work really hard and obviously persevere. So um, I really hope that others can look at you know, my story and say, if Amber can go through all this and still end up hmm. on top, then I can do anything too. Absolutely. Well, for that reason, I think you're already a winner, but I just feel like you're just getting going. So Amber, again, thanks for the time. Say hey to Jordan. You know, I love teasing him and uh, let's do it again soon. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. I ho- hope to see you in Saskatchewan. I hope the borders are not so crazy so I can get to some of Jordan's games and cheer on the riders. Exactly. No kidding. Amber Belkin <laughs> joining us from North Carolina today, just signed a brand new contract with NASCAR. We'll be right back. And we'll get into 
Whatever else you people want to talk about today, two more full segments coming up here on the RP Show. It's uh, episode 425 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook, and YouTube Live. And listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's a Monday. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues out of the bunker here. Uh, listen, if you've just tuned in to this show, just started watching it, you'll realize that things move fast. So you got to pay attention. We're going to get to the viewer takeover here early today, but I want to do the curling report, dupes. Mackenzie Zacharias, the reigning Canadian and world junior champion skip from Altona, Manitoba, picked up her first win at the Scotties Sunday. Her team wildcard two dispatched Laura Eby of the Yukon 15-3 to snap a two-game slide to open its first trip to the Scotties. The win removed a bitter taste from a loss on Saturday to Alberta's Laura Crocker. In other Sunday night games at Market McPhail Center, Team Canada's Kerry Einerson beat Northern Ontario's Krista Burns 12-4. Nova Scotia's Jill Brothers got by Team Wildcard number 3, Beth Peterson. Uh, 8-5, and Ontario's Rachel Holman, who is unbeaten, scored a 10th end deuce for a 6-5 win over Alberta's Laura Walker. The 2020 Scotties Tournament of Hearts continues today with draws at 10.30 a.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. The morning game is a single-sheet affair between Kerry Galusha and the Territories and Team Canada's Kerry Einerson, who was rescheduled from Saturday due to an illness on Team Northwest Territories. Our curling report is brought to you by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Visit vergeag.com to learn more today. Give them a follow on their social media too. It's Verge Ag. Okay, so two more of the Babcock stuff or whatever the heck else we want to discuss here today. I don't know... Um, What's been going on with you for the last 30 minutes? I know, I right? Interviewing Amber. Well, yeah. I, I did take a peek in on the curling game before. I thought Canada okay. was winning that. That's fun. I love this time. Like, I like watching curling. It's kind of what I grew up with as a kid when right. I had, you it's know, on in the house. Winter break. It's on in the house. I watched with my Nana. So she, you know, the three draws, she'd have coffee and I'd have whatever. And, and then with my mom, uh, we love sitting home and watching, uh, watching curling. Doesn't happen anymore because. You guys got businesses to run and things like that during mm-hmm. the can't spend all day watching curling. So it was nice to skip. Many out. will though. It was nice to skip out for 30 minutes. Here's what I see people want to talk about. And it's the national hockey league. And that's more than okay with me. So my weekend leftovers that we didn't get into earlier, five points of leftovers for Tupperware. Number one, the jets won the trade. That's why I'm wearing this today. We get a lot of love out of Winnipeg. We're trying to reciprocate it. All of Manitoba. They won the trade before Pierre-Luc Dubois played. Mm-hmm. Just getting rid of Line A apparently is a win. And then this guy goes and has three points in the overtime winner last night at Vancouver. The Jets have won the trade. I'm declaring it now. Over. You, you can't judge a trade based on... I don't think you can judge a trade based on what this guy does over there. Mm-hmm. Completely different environment, right? 
completely different environment. And getting rid of him makes your team better. So it's a good trade, no matter how well he plays in the next team. Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto's watching. He says, you sports hockey is terrific. Many coaches and players have moved on to professional leagues. NHL salary cap friendly players, some are ready for the NHL, like their U.S. free agent counterparts. While around here out on the prairies, I could name a few. Todd Ellick, L.A. Kings, uh, was a U of R Cougar. Von Karpen uh, went to the NHL. He played for the Manitoba Bisons. There are a few that are rare. Mike Babcock is doing this somewhat backwards, right? But, you know, we can talk more about that. But hang on. My second point, McDavid's the MVP. Definitely. And I just said that to get under Leafs fans' skin because Saturday night, I had a guy, a, a WHL scout text me and he say, obviously, there's no doubt that McDavid's the MVP. And I said, Matthews had four points tonight. He's like, yeah, but look at the hat trick. Look at the five points that McDavid's got. They're not handing the trophy out today, I don't think. No. Last I saw. They're not. And it is, there's no slam dunk. You got the two best players in the world going head-to-head, really, um, in that North Division. But that's what's so fun about it. This reminds me a lot of Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Oh, yeah. You know, shot for shot. Shot for shot. And you love it. And Matthews is making it look easy. And then McDavid makes it look easy. He scores two goals, four points, you know, and he's, what, 16 straight games with a point. They're talking about 50 and 50. And then McDavid's like, huh? Five points all himself, the natural hat trick, and continues to lead the league in scoring. It's, it's wonderful to watch. Uh, Glenn Elm is watching in Florida. There's a lot of shysters down there in Florida, you know. You would think. I'm not saying he's one of them, but. He says, Corey Cross, everybody, name your U sports players that have gone on to the National Hockey League. Okay, I named a couple. Von Carpet and, and Todd Elick. He says, Corey Cross, you got some? Derek Keller, or sorry, Derek Ryan recently the, from the U of Alberta played with Calgary. A big role with the Calgary. Okay, Flames. okay. So there you go. Let's hear more. There's more coming. Jason in a red deer says, Rod, what are your thoughts on the Knights' red jerseys? Mm, not buying one. Not buying one. I like the golds. Yeah. But they're still my team, so I'll support them. But the, I'll be buying one of each of the others before I get a red one. Bill Lothian says, who's the first NHL team to fire their coach? I feel like we should take a break and come back on that one. That's a good idea. I'm just going to finish my leftovers here. The Habs are now, what, 0-3, 0-4 in the blue jerseys? I know they're 0 for yeah. Time to get rid of the reverse retros in Montreal. Unless they think that that's not a, th- a su- superstition, but I'm thinking in the back of their head, they're going, we haven't won in these things. We're not going to wear them again. Will they wear them again? I wouldn't. Unless they're mandated to wear them again. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, ice and lighting, Lake Tahoe was not a win for the National Hockey League. They had to delay the game Saturday. You, you people all know what happened. You're all watching it. Thank you. Last night, I'm watching the Philly-Boston game going, I can't even see the puck. No wonder Carter Hart got torched for six. Just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It, we, yeah. We got a break. Sure. So we'll come back and we'll start viewer takeover uh, early. We're, we're well into it. It, it. We're in one. It's episode number 425 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. 
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Witness your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. We can try and we got a lot of time here for this viewer takeover segment, so let's just settle into it. I, I think people have, well, at least I have calmed down on the Mike Babcock thing, but I'm going to try and enjoy my food, not wolf it down. All right. So the one viewer brought up the Lake Tahoe games, and what did we think of the Lake Tahoe games? <clears throat> and then we'll get to more of your questions and comments. So here, here's the thing. You're going to be reading about this in the Leader Post, but Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock, we had a scheduled game at the Lakeview Outdoor Rink. You were there. Yep. Mike Abu Meshrick, the former Rough Rider, Rob Vanstone from the Leader Post, Jared Dumba, nine-year pro hockey player. And I said to Abu, that's right when Vegas is playing Colorado. Could you not pick another time? And he wrote me back and he said, you sound like a fat kid trying to find a way out of playing, going to practice. He goes, there's other hockey games. And he was right. So I set, I set it to tape. Yep. So we played our game, and I, it's going to be in the newspaper, I think, tomorrow. It was, it was great, wasn't it? Oh, it was so awesome. Our outdoor game turned out to be better than the Lake Tahoe game. Because I went home after ours, turned on the steam, turned on the TV. I'm like, what's going on here? What? This is replayed first period, right? And then they cut to Mike Tarico, who... Frankly, I felt wasn't that professional. He's like, this is the longest intermission break in the history of sports. He sounded very annoyed, Mike Tarico yeah. of NBC, that this game was delayed. And then I'm seeing Dreger's tweet saying the lines on the ice in Lake Taco. Ta- ta- why do I keep saying Lake Taco? I got tacos on the <laughs> Somebody's mind. Somebody's hungry. I got tacos on the mind. And he said how the sun is being absorbed by the red and blue lines and it's ruining the ice. I just want to eat the hot dog. I don't want to know what goes into the hot dog. Show me the damn game. Could you guys not figure out that the sun was going to be shining at this time over the mountains? And then we're going to start playing again at 10? I'm sorry. I'm going to bed. Midnight. I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight Eastern. No, I'm not not down for this. I got up the next day and I'm watching 90s uh, Instagram stories. Like, let's try this again. Take two. That was 90s. I don't know if you saw his Instagram story. Shane 90s, a beauty. And then, I don't know, maybe it's my ADD. I kind of have a problem sitting in for an entire 60-minute hockey game stretched over three hours. So I watched a lot of the Philly-Boston game. Yep. But I'm like, these shadows on the ice are terrible. Are the TV people not losing their minds over this? So my take on the Lake Tahoe thing is this. Bravo on the NHL for trying something. Don't ever do it again like that. Like, did they not bring in their own ice plant like they did here? I know. When the NHL Heritage Classic was here just last year, there was no way the ice would be terrible here because they had artificial ice there. Were they doing this with natural ice? No. They, would they have, weren't? They would have had the plants going. But the sunshine is, like, like Batman said, he's like, we've done this in the rain, we've done this in the snow, we've done this in the Did it in cold, L.A.? In the fog. Right. Sunshine has always been the enemy of these games. Well, I don't know. The ice was pretty good at Lakeview. The sun was shining there pretty good. Perfect ice. We had perfect ice. (laughs) I mean, minus the guy tearing the hammy. But whatever. Um, You know what? I I hope I don't go along with you completely. This could be the face-off. I hope they do it again. 
I hope they do. I hope they don't give up on this because it looked outstanding. It was. Ex- I mean, you're not going to do it again because you're not fitting thirty thousand fans there on the fairway, 18th fairway at Lake Tahoe. But I almost said Taco. But <laughs> see, what is it, Lake Taco? You're not going to fit the fans there. I'd love to go to Lake Taco. But I loved the way it looked, the spirit of everything. It looked, it was just outstanding. And it was unfortunate that they couldn't get it to play. But I think try it again. You know, everyone's talking about Banff, Lake Louise, in the mountains there. That would be outstanding. Really tough to do it on the water, though. That's for sure. Um, Nick Nielsen, the voice of the Red Wings, is watching. And he's written in and he said, I'm late to the show. Has anybody talked about the Panarin situation? This is breaking news in an emerging story today. Artemi Panarin is taking a leave of absence from the New York Rangers. The team announced this morning that the 29-year-old winger will be stepping away from the team for an unspecified amount of time amid allegations in Russia of an assault in 2011 that both the player and the team vehemently deny go to tsn.ca they have all the information this dropped just before we went to the air i don't know much about it and the russians they operate in a different universe i'm not touching that one but the question earlier was about who's going to be the first coach fired in the national hockey league and i don't know who that's going to be there's been some great comments coming in from our viewers today on a variety of things one was how the Scotia North Division is being made to be um, inferior to the other divisions. How would we know? They're not playing each other. Maybe we're going to, you know what? We will carry this over into mm-hmm. next hour and the second half kickoff. But I can't see how Jeff Ward of the Calgary Flames is not the first coach fired in this NHL season. The Oilers just toyed with them on Friday night. They toyed with them at the Saddledome Friday night. And then Saturday night was an outright abomination. I don't know what's going on. And you can, I guess if you're Brad Tree Living, who probably doesn't want to pull the trigger any quicker than he has to, I don't think Jeff Ward's the problem, but you can't fire 20 players. Make them we move. hear it all the time. You can fire one coach, though. You tell me who else if not Jeff Ward, okay? So we'll come back in hour two, along with Zig Fricasse from Sirius XM NFL Radio and Nathan Struby from the Rebels hockey team. Stick around, everybody, through this break. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.